welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today, our passionate and powerful prayer team is back at it again with a good word about grace. Today, there is an amazing host, Teresa Maldonado, plus a powerhouse for God, Monisa Dobbins, shares her testimony. Also today on the prayer podcast are featured Renee Hardy, Kimberly Keller, Kelleher, Elizabeth Bufert, and Deshaun Sickle. I hope you are truly blessed by this message about God's grace. All right, good morning, listeners. Welcome to the PWOC prayer discussion on the topic of God's grace. We believe God has prepared a message for the hearts of the listeners today, so please join us in prayer. Dear God, we pray that your purpose in this message is fulfilled. We pray, God, that the Holy Spirit lead us into a deeper understanding of your grace. God, help us to quicken our ears, God, to hear your voice, God, and prepare our hearts to be receptive to your truth, Lord. We pray for the body of Christ to be strengthened. We pray for clarity and insight, Lord. We pray for revival and protection, deliverance, healing, and renewal, Lord. We pray that you awaken the spiritual gifts to glorify you, O Father, to anchor us in Christ and to continue to walk in discipleship, Lord, to the knowledge of God into others' lives, Lord. Help us, God, to strengthen our relationship with you, to walk with you, Lord, and to communicate with you. We thank you, Lord, that and we pray that we may find favor in your sight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Our first discussion will be over God's grace. God's grace is free and unmerited favor towards sinful humanity. Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 25 says that, we see that Paul gives clear explanation that all of mankind has fallen short of the glory of God. He explains that God demonstrates his righteousness when making the sinner right in his sight by having Christ take the punishment for our sins. As I was going over this particular discussion, I was able to learn that God's grace is undeserving, which means that God's grace through God's grace is how he constantly and continually forgives us and blesses us even when we don't deserve it. Anything that we've been able to accomplish in this life is because he has been pulling us and pushing us and carrying us by his grace. Amen. 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 In our closing discussion, we will talk about how to receive God's grace. Very Grace is a concept that touches every aspect of our daily lives. God's grace helps us carry out his purpose for our lives and sustains us in our Christian walk. For it is God who is working in us, explained by Paul in Philippians 2, 12-13. This undeserving favor God gives freely is given. Therefore, no good deeds can earn God's grace. Romans 11, 5-6 says we can enter God's resting Rest putting our trust in Jesus Christ, our high priest, who understands us and can come to the throne of God where we will find grace. In this, we have a hope that is an anchor to our souls. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, it says, Therefore, 
Since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So today we have a guest speaker. We have Monisa Dobbins here. She's going to share her personal testimony and experience related to God's grace. So we're so happy you're here. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I will probably share just like a little bit of background of where I've come to know God and been able to fully walk and stand in His grace. Um, I liked what was said earlier about how, um, I think Renee said it, how everything that we have accomplished, everything um, that we have, the person that we are today is only by God's grace. Whether we fully recognize it or not, like literally it is only by His grace that we are able to do anything that we're able to do today. Um, and so I'll just start by saying like I grew up in church. I've, I've been a quote-unquote Christian all of my life, but... Um, I was not living wholeheartedly for God until uh, January of this year. And so um, when I came into an actual relationship with God, it was only then, and again, by his grace, that I was able to have my eyes open to see the way that I was living. And the way that I was living was, oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to live for the world, but then I'll just have my Jesus on the side. So on Sunday, I'm in church, I'm involved in children's ministry, you know, on Tuesdays, I'm at PWOC doing all the things, um, uh, Bible studies with, with friends and, and all the things that were just for the moment. And then the rest of the week, my Bible's not open or the rest of the week, I'm reading the Bible, but I'm only reading it to get something out of it for my current situation so i'm not reading like yeah. the full context story i'm only reading enough that'll help me in this moment and if it didn't if i read something and it wasn't what i wanted it to be or nothing that could change my heart but just mind. right something <laughs> that would actually um be something i could use for somebody else or be i could read it i would say in the rebuttal mindset i'm only mm. reading it so that i can rebuke or rebut rebuke mm, so somebody else and what they have said and so um, I share that just to say that the just intense situation that I walked in throughout this, um, these six months in my marriage and my family and, and even my relationship with God, God has graced me so strongly to be able to stand here today. And that's why I love what Renee had said about um, being graced to do anything um, that we were able to do because if, if it had not been for me crying out to God for a week and a half and him gracing me to open my eyes and say, you have not been the wife that I created you to be. You have not been the mom that I created you to be. You have not even been my daughter that I created you to be. You are so much more than you could even imagine and you have no idea. And so he opened my eyes to that. I was able to read my word in such a different way. I was able to interact with people in such a different way. All the desires that I had to please the people of my Instagram. And I was getting all of my hype, all of my build up from what I posted on Instagram, traveling to all of these countries 
and but still always feeling like this emptiness inside and so it's again by his grace that he opened my eyes to see that and I was like okay God well if you're showing me this no matter how many tears I have to cry no matter how how much persecution I have to face no matter how many friends I have to lose I am going to seek you with my whole heart I don't care what it takes I am going to seek you and I'm going to trust you and mm -hmm. and um I like when they said you know grace is an undeserved help an unmerited favor but on the other side of grace is mercy mm -hmm. so God gives us this grace and he gives it enough to us so that we can extend it to earth, to others but it's not so we can only extend grace we also have to extend mercy mm -hmm. now mercy is not getting what we do deserve and it's by his mercy and his grace that I'm able to stand here because I know during those times where I wasn't living wholeheartedly oh, I was man. like oh well mm -hmm. let me just I'm gonna commit this sin but it doesn't matter because I got God's grace you know but that is not grace is not an excuse yeah. to continue to live our sinful life and our sinful habits that we have that is not what it's for and so um yeah um I like what it says in uh Titus Two verses eleven through fourteen. Oh man, I thought I had it. Just a second, friends. But it just it talks about grace there, and it talks about. Let me see. Let me pull it up. It says, "For the grace of God had, has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age." While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good. And so it's been amazing to allow God to change me in every way that I needed to be changed, to stand up and fight for exactly what it is that he's called me to fight for. And that's mm. right now, that's my marriage. And it's not people come to me all the time and they're like, man, you're so strong. You have so much joy. You have all this peace. And I'm just like, that's amazing that you notice, but I want you to understand that it's only by the grace of God that I'm able to do that. It's only by him putting this burning desire in me to want to know more of him. And so as he puts that desire in in me, I not only did he open my eyes to realize that he was giving me the grace, he opened my eyes to realize because I have given you this grace, you now have to take the very grace that I give you, that I've given you your entire life, and you have to extend that to others. And I think a lot of times we feel like we don't deserve grace. And so since we already feel like we don't deserve grace, we feel like others don't deserve that same grace. But when we come into relationship with Jesus, it's like, no, like, yes, he freely, freely gives us this grace and we can freely give others grace. And when we're freely given grace, it's not, oh, I can give this person grace because they mark, check the box for this, that, and the other. No, that's not what he calls us to do. He calls us to give grace to everyone. We give grace, you know, there's a difference between having our grace and of course we need to have boundaries with that. But if you're harboring bitterness, you're har harboring anger and unforgiveness in your heart, you're not extending grace. And mm -hmm. so 
um, I would just encourage you to allow God's grace to fill you up so much that removes more and more and more of yourself. And that is my prayer for myself daily. God, rid me of myself and fill me up with more of you. Give me more of your heart for this person. Give me more of your eyes for this person, your perspective for this situation, because I never want to get to a place where I be like, oh, nope. I know it all. This is what this person needs. No, only God can see the heart. We may can see the 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 um, fruit of the heart by people's actions, by their words, by what they even, um, you know, like what they do and say. But ultimately, we can't see where their heart was as a child and we can't see what it is, the struggle that they're going to. Only God can do that, which is why it's so vital that when we're praying for someone we're not praying fleshly prayers i used to pray for my husband on the daily god change him he's not doing that he's not doing this that and the other i need you to just open his eyes to see you know change him but never once i did i'm not gonna say never once i did pray for myself but when you're praying it comes from a place of humility i need to humble myself and realize okay what is it in my heart that is causing these reactions? Maybe it's something I'm doing. And a lot of times we don't want to take a good look at ourselves. We don't want to say, okay, God, change me in every way that I need to be changed, even if it hurts. Change me to look more like you so that by through my actions, he sees you. I don't want him to see me. I only want him to see you. And that takes being positioned in such a um a place of purity, a place of humility, a, a place of righteousness. Because when you became saved, if you have this idea that, oh, now I'm saved, but I'm a sinner saved by grace, you're always going to be like, oh, I'm a sinner. So when I mess up, that's ah, fine. I'm a sinner. But if you start to be like, no, I'm saved. Jesus came and he died for my sins. And now I'm a saint. You're going to have that mindset of I am always trying to go towards righteousness, go towards holiness go towards purity and it's through meditating on his words um i think i i just love that it it says um in romans which i it just took me here uh romans 5 it, it starts out therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have gained access by faith mm -hmm. into this grace in which we now stand God has truly, truly uh, graced us to stand. And when he graces us to stand, the end of that says, and we, not, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So it's, he doesn't grace us only for our good. He graces us so that he can get the glory. Mm -hmm. And every day it's my prayer, God, grace me to stand wherever you need me to stand because we cannot do anything without his, the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. We cannot do anything without God's grace giving us the strength, the endurance, the hope to be able to carry out whatever it is that he's calling us. So it's just my prayer that as you, um, that this encourages you, encourages you to even um, seek out such a deeper relationship with God. And I hope it encourages you to understand that you don't have to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I think the key point of why I was reading my Bible so much, but it wasn't clicking in my life is because I thought that it was through my own strength. And it literally says, not by your strength, not, but only by the spirit of God are you able to do these things. 
And so, yeah, I just think that, I just pray that that encourages you to realize that if you think something is too hard, ask God to grace you. If you think you can't do it, just understand by God's grace you can do anything, for nothing is impossible with Him. Okay, that was really good. So, our first discussion question, um, in what ways has this devotional broadened your perspective about God's grace or changed your perspective? Oh, now go ahead. Once. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a change of perspective, but just kind of God drilling it into my head is about like grace and mercy go hand in hand and how how much we don't deserve it. And sometimes we need to take a step back and understand the weight of what our salvation and what his grace means. Because you were saying about how especially when we become new believers, we mess, we make our mistakes. We're like, oh, well, God's going to forgive us because he right, gave us grace. Right. But we're not understanding the weight of, no, a Savior died for you. Right. A Savior breathed life into you. Yeah. A Savior adores you and loves you and cares for you and is with you. Right. And is saying, you deserve nothing. It is my desire for you to understand that I love you anyway, mm -hmm. that I forgive you anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think if we grasp that, not only will it, change our viewpoint of how gracious God is mm -hmm. and our, how loving he is, but it also will help us as we're walking or we make our mistakes or before we make our mistakes, but hold up, I'm messing with my gift. Right. I'm messing with, but if we grasp the concept of I'm messing with my gift, I'm messing with something that I don't deserve, but boy, do I need. And I think if we grasp that God is so loving and so kind and he's like, hey, you don't deserve this. Like, I shouldn't give this to you, but it is my desire for us to be close. It's my desire for us to have a healthy relationship. So you're going to mess up and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But remember I'm here, mm -hmm. you know, and that comes from knowing his heart and knowing his heart for us is constant forgiveness constant you don't deserve us but i love you so much i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna forget about it mm -hmm. you know and that's that definitely god has really been drilling that in my head mm -hmm. when it comes to grace and it's important like you said like he constantly gives us forgiveness and it's i think it's and with that forgiveness we have to you know have it in our minds that yes he freely gives us the forgiveness but we also need to not always be like, oh, like I said earlier, you know, like I'm a sinner, he's going to forgive. No, mm -hmm. that's the importance of yes. repentance. Yes. You need to turn away 180 degrees from whatever you're doing mm -hmm. that is yeah. uh, give, receiving this forgiveness, whatever it is that is hindering you from being more like Jesus on a daily basis. You need to turn from that and go more towards your righteousness that he has mm -hmm. created and died you know, that he created for and died for. Mm, yeah, that's good. I know for my personal experience, the closer I drew to God, the more I saw God's grace play out in my life over the course of my life because you ever look back and realize, wow, God prevented that mm. from happening because yeah, he cared for me. And, yeah. you know, even when we were in our sin, even when we were in our um, just 
growing up with all the problems we might have grown up with or our past, like you see how God protected us from a lot of things. And, you know, just to know that it shows you that God's grace, mercy, and love <clears throat> all go yes. hand in hand. And it's like, you know, because in John three sixteen, he says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And you notice that love is interchanged a lot with mercy and, mm -hmm. and grace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just, you know, when I think of God's grace, you know, and why we praise him, why we want to draw closer to him is because, you know, he's been there for us even when we didn't deserve mm -hmm. him being there for mm -hmm. us. He's saved us and kept us even when we didn't deserve him doing that. And just thinking about that, it just makes me that much more grateful for God's love mm -hmm. overall. I think we can we can take scriptures like John three sixteen and where it says for God so loved the world, God so graced the world, God so showed mercy on a broken world, and I love you, yeah. like and and if we, <laughs> could you imagine how powerful we all would be if we grasp what it meant when God oh. says I love oh you, that freedom, that mm, strength, yeah. that boldness of. I don't care what but, you say. I love like, Jesus. Like, do you like, not I understand? have this authority yes. that Jesus has given yes. me. I can do anything with him. Yes. Mm -hmm. And having that understanding, like, you're not going to hurt me. Right. Because the God who created the world, mm -hmm. he loves me. Like, right. I'm it for him. Like, right. Right. So keep going because you got nothing on me. Like, imagine the freedom we could walk in with that. And I love John three, and it, it reminded me when you were t when you were uh, talking about John three sixteen and down where it says um, in verse thirty, he must become greater and I must become less. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. so important that God increases, yes. that Jesus's ways increases, and His love sure. and desire increases in me, yes. so that my fleshly desires decrease. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. That's good. Um, yeah. Being able to mm -hmm. um, allow God to empty us out mm -hmm. so he can fill us back yeah. up. Yeah. Even that's grace. That's his love. Mm -hmm. Because the things that we do can harm ourselves or um, hinder us from growth. Or we let fear get in to prevent us from doing the things God called us to do. And just the many times where I can call on God to help me overcome that fear. To yeah. walk me through my Christian walk mm -hmm. when I'm tempted or when I'm going through so that we can um, overcome the, the temptations and the things that we want mm -hmm. to do so God can help us to become what he wants us to yeah. become and grace is not uh, uh, just something you can just go out and just do what you want to do and be like you know what God forgives me and what I love about what Amber said um, in the discipleship on Tuesday um, with discipleship with Jesus was that uh, you could say I'm sorry many a times and keep doing the act. You're more sorry that you offended the person, mm -hmm. not the act. But yeah. repentance is truly turning yes. mm -hmm. from 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 the whole act. Mm -hmm. And God gives us the grace to overcome those temptations, yeah. overcome those things that once held us bound. You know, yeah. now that we are free, why would we want to be entangled again with the bondage of sin? Yeah. You know, Jesus set us free for a reason. We don't right. go run back to our vomit like dogs mm -hmm. run back to. Right. Yes. We don't go run back to the things that. Um, God brought us from mm. yeah. and so to me what what greater gift than God gave than his son what greater grace mm -hmm. you know what great love and right. I love how you said that Teresa that we need to 
take it more to heart. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. take yeah. it more to heart of uh, what Jesus did for us and how it covered us yeah. even before we committed the sin. Yeah. Even before we were born, it covered us. Yeah. So our second question, um, what are the most radical times you have extended grace to someone? Well, I can remember for me um, what when I have had to extend grace to someone who has hurt me so deeply to the point where we, you know, kind of came to a disagreement and it got to a point where they were calling me outside of my name. And mm -hmm. God had not only graced me to see like, um, this is not this has nothing to do with you, so don't take offense, but I want you to extend grace to this person. Mm. And so it was a time where even through the hurt that they were causing me, because this is someone that I love, I had to go, you know what? Um, I will be here. I love you, and I will be here for you if you need anything, um, but I am going to have to take a step back because of the, the words that you're saying. So it wasn't anything against the person. It was only their action. And so being in that moment to say, okay, this is a time where the same grace that God so freely gives to me, I need to give to someone mm -hmm. else. Um, it's just, it, it just blew my mind that God empowered me to be able to do that. And yeah. so I feel like that that is one of the more radical times where in the moment I have to choose. Do I want to be offended by what is said or do I want to show grace and mercy in this situation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for me, there was um, someone in my life who hurt me deeply. Mm -hmm. And the common sense question would have been, was, or the common sense answer was you need to say something. You need to make it known of what they've done and I took a step back and I was like okay God how do you want me to handle this because I know what the easy answer is I know what I technically should do but what do you want me to do and God said nothing he said I don't want you to do anything and what he showed me in that moment was there is going to be a time when he needs the people in his life and if you speak up against him now, he's not going to have anyone later. So in the moment, it was like, well, common sense, he hurt me. Obviously, I should say something and make it known what he's done. But God was saying, you have to look at the fact that he is a hurting person, not knowing how to handle life, not how to handle his hurt and his, his demons. Unfortunately, you're in the crossfire. But when I am redeeming him, he needs people to back him up. He's going to need support. And if we, we take the spotlight to what he's done to you, I can't do what I need to do later. And it kind of got me into this place of constant understanding when it comes to people is hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So... If we are hurting and the easiest or maybe not even the easiest, but the outcome of it is that we're causing other hurt. I know in my weaknesses, my moments of, okay, I'm messing up. You know, if I'm losing my temper with my children or being short with my husband or just not being a very good friend, I don't want everyone to push me out of my life, uh, you know, out of their life saying, clearly you're a terrible person. Instead, I would want people to recognize she's hurting. Mm -hmm. 
She needs time. Yep. She needs forgiveness. Yep. She needs those things. So it would be hypocritical of me to not extend that to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's the it's it's taking what you were saying when you said of freely giving. Mm -hmm. Because grace is so freely given. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just, you know what, they're having a bad day. Yeah. If being nasty to me is the way they feel they're supposed to yeah. handle it. Unfortunately, it sucks for me, but you know what? Tomorrow they're going to wake up and maybe they'll realize, you know what? I was kind of nasty. Mm -hmm. And when I have my nasty moment, I'm going to need someone who's like, you know what? Tori's just having a really bad day. We're just going to let it slide, yeah. you know? Um, so we have to be in a place where we're freely giving and freely saying, this person doesn't deserve it, but... Neither did I. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I never deserve it. Right. And I get it like, mm -hmm. like common sense. Yeah. Like, so with this particular person, it, it turned out to be something to where I was like, oh, I really wish that I could have had people on my side. But now that he's trying to live his life and rebuild, mm -hmm. you know, when he was coming out of everything, you had all the people who were like, how can we support you? How can we help you move mm -hmm. forward? And for me, that seems like more important than Having someone say, oh, Tori, it's going to be okay. It's right. fine. Whereas God, I let, in that moment, I was able to fully let God heal that yeah. as opposed to wanting validation that might have never came. Exactly. And so you, for you, I feel yeah. like you were saying that you were able to release it to God, mm -hmm. which is forgiving them because yeah. forgiveness doesn't mean what they did was right. It just means yes. I'm giving this to God so that I don't have bitter yeah. resentment and anger exactly. towards me. And, and, and God will work it out. Trust me, God dealt with him. <laughs> it was not pretty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But it makes me, like, it, it brings back, like, God saying, if you would have handled this, it would have been nothing compared to how I dealt with him. Yeah. And because we're not exactly, angels. we're not. Vengeance is the yes. Lord's, you know. And, and I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I was gonna Go say, it. you know, allowing God to avenge us. Yes. You know, not taking mm. matters into our own hand, mm -hmm. thinking that um, we're the ones that's supposed to make the situation right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we could or actually even give cause, the punishment. Mm -hmm. Or give the punishment. Yeah. And I've known many a times in my life, I thought that I was justified to Listen, give it that punishment. Exactly. Until, but it says, you know, be careful when you ask for justice. Because um, you might get some yourself. Ooh. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so you got to be careful how you treat people. Because if it comes a day, you might need that grace. Mm -hmm. And you didn't extend it to that mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. and that you know, and it comes back around. I mean, how will it look for you? Yeah. You're mm -hmm. in need of it. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because, um, to be honest, you it's hard to extend grace to somebody that hurts you. It's hard yeah. to open up that wound again and say, yeah, you hurt me. But, you know, because I give it to my father and because I leave it in his hands, mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and move forward with this and release you from any payment that you yeah. owe, any punishment I felt like I should be dealing to you. You yeah. release that person. Yeah. Does it mean that you continue to allow them to do it over and over mm -hmm. again? Right. Definitely. Yes. Definitely boundaries, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Two things that like that just brought to my head was like, we respond out of out of hurt often, and if we are the image of God, could you imagine if God responded to his hurt when we mess up? Like, could you imagine? Like, if God was like, "Yo, how dare she?" Oh, this is about to happen. This is about to go down. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. 
But he says, oh, my child, yes, my child, you're hurting, you're messing up. This yeah. ain't, this ain't where we're supposed to be. I need to use you and I can't if you keep doing this. Yeah. It's that sort of love. And then, Manisa, you were talking about when you were praying, um, I believe it was with your marriage and you were talking about humility. Yeah. And it brought this thought pattern of humility goes with fear. Because when we, we're so quick to say, oh, it's the other person's fault. It's oh, clearly all them. And I know yeah. that in some situation, especially when there's a genuine victim, yeah. it's hard to, because sometimes you aren't at fault. Sometimes it's just someone else messed up. Right. But in the situations that it is mutual, in the situation where it's both of us, it's the question of, okay, what did I do? What could I have done to prevent this? Mm -hmm. How could I have controlled my emotions mm -hmm. to where it would have created a different outcome? Mm -hmm. You know, God fix me. But we get into these places of where we don't want to be humble Pride. because we're so scared. Mm -hmm. We're so scared and we're so prideful yeah. that God's going to really deal with the issue that we have. And then it's bringing to light the issue that we've kind of pushed aside yeah. and we've yeah. hidden. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, but I... I dealt with it. I dealt with it though. And God comes back with, did you really, hon? Like, yeah. you, we did it. I didn't deal with this. You dealt with this. Right. But I didn't. Cycle. Yes. Yeah. And then that hurt just keeps coming. And then it becomes harder. We're, then it becomes this, this question of grace. And then we get to this place of prideness mm. or pridefulness where we begin to go to God and like, did you see what your child did to me? Like, Girl, how dare he? How dare How dare my husband catch an attitude yeah. with me? How dare my children not be obedient? Change them, guys. Yeah, like, change them, Lord. Like, clearly I'm perfect. And God's like, but did you not see how you responded? Did you not see that you could have done this differently? And we're so afraid of dealing with that because it's so easy to say, but it was your fault. You did this to me. You... And and we don't want to we don't want to deal with our stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and when we're dealing with our stuff, it's so much easier to look out and fix you, mm. and say you're the problem. You're this. You're this because we don't want to deal with our demons and right, our bag right. and our stuff because that stuff is scary, <laughs> and hurtful. Yeah. And I don't want to be an adult. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want. No, I can't. <laughs> dealing with this means bringing to that level of of understanding that of, and maturity spiritually yeah. that I don't want to do. Right. I want you to deal with them yeah. and make them better, but not me. and not me because I'm good. Cool. But after you make them better, then I'll yeah. Change. yeah. Then after after you get them, then yes. I'll. And, and something else that you said you were talking about it was when you said humility, it made me think of my favorite quote on humility, and it says that humility is perfect quietness of heart. Ooh. It is to expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, to feel nothing done against me. It wow. is to be at rest when nobody praises me and when I am blamed or despised. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord where I can go in, shut the door, kneel to my father in secret, and know I am at peace in a deep sea of calmness when all around and above is in trouble. I love this. That is so good. <laughs> I love it. Oh, let me guess this one. That's good. My favorite quote on humility, and humility is so important when you're trying to, ex when you're allowing God to change you in mm -hmm. order to, to fill you up, to extend that grace. Yeah. Because without humility, he can't honor you because humility comes before honor. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. Um, that kind of segues us to our next question. Um, raising children can be difficult, which us as mothers understand. Um, and we are supposed to teach them grace. How do we teach them right from wrong? 
while incorporating grace. One thing I've noticed um, when I was growing in my faith is that I would see Jesus in my kids and mm. I would see um, the goodness of God through him, through them. And um, I actually saw a reflection of myself and the ugliness inside myself. Um, and I started realizing who God really is through that and how I wanted to teach my kids about Jesus. And I also noticed that that saying sorry and admitting that you're wrong is a good way to show right and wrong to your children. Yeah. And then you're able to extend grace to them when they mess up and then you're able to discipline them. When you start turning to God, you're able to discipline them the way God would want to discipline them, but you, you, you will mess up, but then they'll, they'll watch you in your walk mm -hmm. and they'll want to be like you. Yeah, that's, so, good. that's good. So what I've noticed is that when you're extending grace and you, you humble yourself, like y'all talk about a lot about humbleness, you're going to hum humble yourself and admit that I probably shouldn't said, I said that to my kid, mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't act that way. Yeah. And then they, then they say, uh, then they're more willing to extend grace and say sorry. And I've noticed a lot of forgiveness they'll yeah. forgive you so you'll be getting yeah. grace through them they forgive they show and extend forgiveness when you mess up yeah and it's just a beautiful thing to see children um and how god sees children and it's just a beautiful sight and yeah you just learn so much from yeah because that's yeah. how we're supposed to be yeah. and change yeah ourselves. I kids kids are the perfect example of grace. Yeah. No matter how many times you mess up. It's okay, mommy. I mean, just like you did. Yes. Like, I love you. Yes. I mean, within a split second, they're like, oh, I love you. I, come play with me. Oh, it's, I mean, you could have lashed out to them completely, and they are just ready to welcome you with open arms and all the little love yes. and hugs. Like, if that's not... The perfect yes. example of grace. Yes. Like, My daughter has this, this ability to where, like, at first I was like, what does she want? Like, why does she keep doing this? Yeah. But, like, there'll be days when, especially the days where I feel like I just missed every mark as a mom. Yeah. Hadessa will walk in and be like, you know, mom, I really got lucky in the mom department. I'm like, <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, right. me? Like, um, or she'll be like, mom, I just, I love you so much. Or she'll be like, can I do anything to make today? And I'm just like, oh my goodness. What? <laughs> like, it's a moment where it's like, but I just yelled at you right. or told you that all your decisions were not appropriate, that you clearly didn't think anything through because if you thought it, like, I just went yeah. off on her and she's just like, thank you, mom. Like, and I'm just like. Yeah, do it. Um, not like right now, but do it. Um, like, but like, there's moments where like I'll feel like I'm messing up, and this kid will come, or like my son will come, and he'll just jump on the bed and hug me, and I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, like I'll cry, and he's like, are you hurt? Did I hurt you? Did I? Yeah. I'm like, no, but it's just you don't understand how much I needed the reminder that. You don't hate me, <laughs> so like I'm not messing up, like and like or when I see them do certain things and it's like, oh my god, you are amazing children, like, like I was like, wait, did I do that? Yeah, like, like it's that moment of and like and so it makes me think of, you know, I didn't fully understand how God saw me, yeah, how He loved on me, yeah. until I became a mother, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. um, 
it definitely transformed how I saw things because my kid could stab me. And I would still be like, it's okay, baby. Like, as I'm pulling the knife out of my right, stomach, like, right. instead, they're like, it's okay, it's fine. I, you're good. Just right. maybe not grab a knife again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and, and just to think that, like, the love, how willing I am to, I would lay my life for my kids without yeah. question, without thought. You know, and as moms, sometimes we do that. We lay our energy down. We lay our mental capacity mm -hmm. to think things through, Sacrifice. you know, we yeah. constantly are laying yeah. ourselves down for our children yeah. and to think that God does that on such a greater yeah. scale yeah. and he does it without the attitude snaps. He yeah. does it without the exhaustion, without the, but I did this for you yeah. or pulling the, I was in labor for 24 hours yeah. with you. Like you owe me something. <laughs> God isn't sitting there like you owe me your life. Right. God is saying, Hey, I love you. And if you walk with me, I can make everything easier. Mm -hmm. If you walk with me, I can give you the strength for tomorrow. If you yeah. walk with me and you do this with me and you accept this gift that I will continue to freely give you no matter how much you mess up, yeah. I promise I'm never going anywhere. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when our kids mess up. Mm -hmm. And you don't go in their room and take their clothes and their bed right. and throw it outside. Yeah. So, you know what? Since you don't want to behave today, you can sleep on the heart. Right. Uh -huh. right. You know, and I feel like that is God's love and grace right there where it's it's times where we do take things from our kids because mm -hmm. we know it's going to be for their betterment. But it's times where God don't take it away when he should. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and right. it's like he, he don't snatch some clothes off your back right. and just throw yes. down the shoot, you know. Oh. That's that mercy. Yeah. Again. It's that mercy, you know, that's yeah. like you can mess up and God still cares about me. Like yeah. and I can see that with our relationship with our children. You mm -hmm. know, we just because our kids don't behave correctly mm. that day, do we go in there and say, you know what? Yeah. You're gonna stay outside tonight. Go yeah. ahead, pitch a tent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know parents that might actually I mean, I, do that. I consider it. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just we all kidding. consider it. Oh. Right? We don't actually <laughs> yeah. do it, right? But it's funny because this question should really be about how our children taught yeah. us grace. Yeah. Right? You know, because they made us humble our perspective, yes. you know. And I love that because how many times, um, like you and Monisa was saying, do our kids forgive us for messing up? Yeah. And to be able to see that it's just such a beautiful thing to, yeah. to, to take a moment and breathe and say, wow, God yeah. does that for me. Yeah. You know, my Heavenly Father does those things for me. Yeah. Oh, one story I just wanted to um, share that I've been thinking about came to my mind. Um, they need to see that we need Jesus. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I remember one time when my husband was gone and I just had a meltdown and I was just lost it in the living room floor. And I said, Emily, and I told my daughter, I said, help me. I told her to help me. And she walked away and she grabbed the Bible and said, here, mommy. Wow. <sighs> and I was just like, wow, <sighs> that she did that. And um, it just reminds me that, you know, she reminded me what I needed. But they also need to see that, um, see that in us that we are. The, I mean, yeah. it's gonna like go in secret, but sometimes yeah. they gotta see that. Yes. Okay, I can't do this without him. Yeah. And so. you showed her that yeah. because you showed her something in her short life that yeah. said, "I need this. I need the word of God." Yeah. And you showed her that. So in her moment of, okay, someone needs help. Oh, I'll do what my mom would always do. I'm gonna go yeah. grab the Bible. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't even realize it. But like that's our best, our greatest mm -hmm. examples yeah. of 
how like you know because a lot of people ask the question well how do we, how do you become a parent like how do you do things how do you teach them things the biggest way we will do anything is by doing it ourselves mm -hmm. you know our kids are reflections of us so yeah. if we've sat down like my daughter she's a she's a devotional person she's she is someone who is capable of getting up every morning reading her bible and taking notes doing all that stuff and it amazes me because i'm just sitting there like you're nine kid like i'm 32 and i still have like can i please like hit snooze again yeah. like and she is like no i gotta read my bible yeah. why because she grew up in a home with my mother and myself and my husband and my mom is a 4 a.m wake up you know and do my devotions and pray and when hadessa would wake up early in the morning she'd go and sit with her and read her bible so it's like our kids are going to learn so much more about who God is, not for what we ever say to them. It will always be what we've shown them yeah. because then they can understand relationship. Yeah. Because if not, it's just a teaching. It's just like if they were to go to school and you were to write on the chalkboard, yeah. love God, obey God's laws, follow. These are the commandments. These are what, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. But if I was to go and I was to see a homeless person and hand them money, hand them food, they're going to see how we are reaching the world. Mm -hmm. Or if they come into the house and I'm sitting with a friend and I'm sharing about how much God loves them yeah. and how God wants to be with yeah. them, they're going to grasp the concept, oh, I can't just, like, I have to love on people. Or even if I never say anything about God, but see, hey, my friend is sick, so we're going to cook a meal and we're yes. going to take it to them. That's going to show yeah. them about, or, or watching us, you know, go become exhausted because it's like, mom, what are you doing? I need to serve God today. I need to serve him in this, in this way. Um, and it brings up the questions. And the, I love kids' questions because it's like things that you don't think to say, like, oh, I'm bringing a meal because this is a way we can serve people. Yeah. You know, if I can't financially help them or yes. emotionally make everything better, right. I can cook their family a meal. Exactly. And that's one less thing they have to worry about. Yeah. But we don't think to explain that. They're just like, well, what are you doing? Like, what are you, why are yeah. you doing that? And it's, yeah. I'm trying, I'm not good at this, but yeah. I'm trying to use everything as a, when they start asking you questions and annoying me, like when I feel annoyed and overwhelmed, right. it's like, I need you to not ask funny questions and stop and say, okay, this is a teaching opportunity. Right. Everything about being a parent is a teaching opportunity. Yeah. How we handle emotion yeah. is how they will. And yeah. I look at that because I look at like how I handle things. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, my mother did that. Did I like yeah. that she did that? Did not like, yeah. you know, and, and oh like, you know, no matter how much we love our moms, we're going to, as we become mothers, we will recognize, oh, I don't know if that was the right. best way they did that. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because right. especially as a mom, you understand, like I'll call my mom. You did the best that you could, yeah. and I appreciate that. Because yeah. today I don't feel like my best is very good, yeah. and if my best wasn't very good, it's yeah. probably how you felt. And in reality, that was amazing, you know. So it's just understanding that that's our biggest way to teach our children is by doing it. And I remember you were talking about uh, serving, and that was my biggest, or one of my biggest um, takeaways from the wife of a soldier class, this PWOC, is that. Um, Diana taught her kids at an early age about serving and I got that from that class and so for Easter we I taught in a way to in an effort to teach Kenzo about serving we got all these little packets together we put it in his little wagon and we pulled it around the neighborhood and mm. dropped it off to the neighbors and it had a little scripture on there and and he made me so proud he made me like oh I'm a good mom and he said this the lady asked him you know what is Easter about and he said Jesus is alive. I said, yes, Lord, that's yes. my mom win. 
had no idea. Now, yes. this flavor, he lasted about three houses, and we had 15 pots. So, he was still a toddler, but like you said, he yeah. will remember that because it's an action. He mm. will remember that because he was like, okay, mom served in this way from watching us take food to mm -hmm. other families or watching us love people, mm -hmm. you know, even when they don't deserve it. They learn by seeing. Yeah. And being a mom is one of the important most important ministries that we can have mm -hmm. in our homes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. just reminds me how Jesus made us in his image and his likeness. Mm -hmm. And it goes into the the parent kid dynamic, the parent child dynamic yeah. because um, I like how what Teresa was saying that kids imitate us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, if we're children of God, shouldn't we, you should know yeah. us by our fruit because Oof, we should yes. fall from that tree, right. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it just shows that we should be replicating the things that God um, shows us to do. We should also be replicating in our own lives. Just a little side note, I wanted to add it. Mm -hmm. um, so our last question, um, can we place boundaries when extending grace to others? I think we can because sometimes um, you can extend and give someone over and over and over again and then sometimes it's just like you got to um, focus on what's best for your family mm -hmm. and sometimes um, you got to set a boundaries like well, I've done this enough and I've tried I might need to help you seek it somewhere else yeah. and yeah or um, and not enable someone as well. Um, I think boundaries um, is really important. I think it's important to be vulnerable with someone, but, you know, I think to an extent, you know, you need to keep it, keep it to a minimum. You know, if you, if you let yourself get dragged down by people, it's just, you, you do, you have to think about your family and you have to think about yourself. I mean, because if you're mentally dragged down, it's just like, are you going to be glorifying God when you're dragged down? And, it's just, I think it's good to help people, but you think you need to think about yourself too and your relationship with God. So, yeah, that's good. You know what that kind of makes me think about? So, Satan was cast out of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Within what we believe, grace and forgiveness, why would God set him out? Because he knew there was a limit to where he can, where, he, where Satan was going to, there was a limit to him saying, I want to be you, I want to be better than you, I want to be whatever it is. And God was like, we're not having that here. You're not part of this plan. So here's your mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Here's my place. You're not going to win. But I'll let yeah. you have, have what you think you need to have. Yeah. Like it kind of makes me think of that. But I think when it comes to setting the boundaries and the differences between with grace is asking the question, is this grace or is it forgiveness? Mm -hmm. Because I can show grace to a person and I can be graceful and, and in the sense of, I'm going to let this go, but forgiveness takes the extra step. Mm -hmm. You can forgive someone, but not go back to that place. Yeah. You know, if you were abused, it was within your right to say, I forgive this person for hurting me, but I'm never going to see them again. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But if we're trying to grow and we're trying to move forward, we have to take a step back and say, I can keep forgiving you and I can keep being kind to you, but I can't still be stupid, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? So, you know, if you have someone who's constantly messing up and constantly doing, you can still forgive them, mm -hmm. 
but you're not going to go hand them another opportunity right away until they've shown you, you know, I can honor your gift. It's like God takes things from us and it's like, you need to learn what I need you to learn from this. And until you do, I can't move you forward. I can't give you more when you haven't honored my little. So if we are examples of God, then maybe that's where the boundaries come. I'm not going to keep giving you chance after chance after chance mm -hmm. to hurt me yeah. if you haven't shown me anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we have to recognize that we are to be like Christ, but also we ain't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay because every day is a strive to be where he wants us. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, I think that's yeah. why it's important to always be prayerfully seeking wisdom. Yes. Be seeking, you know, revelation, understanding, because wisdom is important when it comes to boundaries. I know mm -hmm. for me, since control was such a big issue for most of my life, especially in my marriage, when I started to make boundaries, that felt like control to me. Like, I didn't understand that. And mm -hmm. so the more that I had, you know, People in my life, like my my spiritual mom and mentors and all kinds of people in my life who have shown me no, boundaries are for everyone. Mm -hmm. Boundaries mm -hmm. are to protect yourself and to set a standard that, okay, in my relationships, when we have an altercation, we're going to talk it out, but we're also going to reference scripture. Like that is a boundary. And mm -hmm. so I think it is important to have boundaries when you're extending grace in order to the Bible tells us, guard our hearts for yes. everything that happens yeah. flows from it. And so we have to have mm -hmm. those boundaries in place to where our hearts are guarded, our minds are mm -hmm. guarded, our spirits are in a place to be guarded, but we can still show the love of Jesus. We can still forgive. We can still graciously love this person or even give them that love that they don't deserve, which is grace, but protect ourselves. So it yeah. is, it's important to have the wisdom to understand when and where a boundary needs to take place and when and where yeah. the free gift of grace needs to happen. Yeah, because then at that point, it's you're questioning what are you compromising on, especially because relationship is so much about thinking of the other person and thinking of yourself. Like, it's a constant balance of um, when it's too much. And you actually said this in your testimony about how the more time I give to thinking about myself, the less time I can give to thinking about others. Mm -hmm. But also when you can say, okay, I'm, I want to put you first, but I'm not going to let you hurt me. I am mm -hmm. going to put you first and I'm not going to let, maybe not necessarily, I'm not going to let you hurt me. I'm not going to yeah. let you abuse me. Yeah. I'm not going to let, how many times do you forgive someone for making the same mistake to where you then start saying, okay, maybe the problem isn't the person. Maybe it's the situation. Maybe I need to change this and decide what I'm willing to compromise on, what I'm willing to say is okay and what's not okay. You know, and setting those boundaries, even just in life, even if not just in the aspect of grace and it's just the, this is who I am. This is who Christ has called me to be. Yep. If I can't, if you coming in my life and me granting you grace, me granting you forgiveness, me letting you do these things in, our, in my life, if it's not going to move me forward to where I am with God, I'm not going to continuously doing this. I'm not going to continuously play your game mm -hmm. if it means I can't witness and experience God the way I need to. You know, it's it's those things that you have to question. Is it, if, if I don't set this, could this happen? If I do set this, could this, you know, it's that question. That's very true. I was thinking about how the aligning with God's will and praying before you do things. I noticed that sometimes you can get overdo things like do you're here, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. And then yeah. you're, you're yeah. so, like, yeah. drained and you're busy. 
Because I feel like sometimes Satan can get you busy. Yeah. Yes. And then you're neglecting something like maybe your family. Yes. Or, yes. Um, and you're not, and you're overlooking things that he's like wanting you to do. And yeah. so sometimes praying over it, like, Ooh, yeah, girl. I can, I can, um, I might not be able to give five meals mm -hmm. right now. Yes. I can give this meal, but I might not be able to give those other three people meals right now. Like I need to um, be with my family tonight. And, yes. Or I need to pray like, what should I bring? Like this person, like God might give you. Mm -hmm. um, guidance somewhere, yeah. what you need to bring somebody or what you need to be doing. And sometimes that's like, instead of just acting, sometimes you got to slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And we get confused sometimes because we, we assume that we're always supposed to be serving and always supposed yeah. to be doing stuff. And I mean, granted, yes, everything that we do should be for the glory and the honor of God. So everything has to have an aspect of service mm -hmm. if you think about it, right? Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've done ministry in many different aspects in my life. And there were moments where I was like, but I'm doing good things. I'm, I'm preaching and I'm yeah. teaching. And I had a moment, I was seven months pregnant with Micah and I had Hadessa and I was in the leadership over this group of middle schoolers and I was exhausted. And it was a moment to where like I, the, the, the meeting, the, the, like the service that we had was terrible. It went terribly and I'm driving to go pick up my husband and my daughter's in the backseat crying and then I start crying because I'm thinking there's gonna be two then there's gonna be two kids in the backseat who are gonna be crying because when one cries the other one's gonna cry and all this stuff and I get to this place where I just I'm crying and I'm driving on a highway and I'm terrified and I get to my husband's job and I'm like you need to take this car because if I if you don't I'm going to drive it into a pole and he was like well what happened what happened what happened and I couldn't talk about it. So when I was finally able to explain, this meeting went terrible. I'm exhausted. You know, I'm running this fundraiser. I'm on the worship team. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. I'm doing Wednesday. And I'm pregnant. I have a child. I'm and it got to this point where he looked at me and he goes, you're done. <laughs> and I was like, huh? I was like, but I'm serving God. Like, I'm doing what I feel. He, he was like, you're done. You're calling them Sunday morning and you were resigning you're done and it was this moment and like if you've ever met my husband he's a very to the corner person like he'll be present but he'll be in his corner and he doesn't tell me no about anything like uh granted i respect i i know my boundaries in that right. but like he's not the type of person who's like you can't do this don't do this Why? he's not that person so for him to tell me you're done and say it with such authority i didn't even question i was like yes sir I'm done. Like it didn't. It wasn't even like a fight. Like like it was like in the moment. I was like, okay. Yeah. And it was. It was like you are burnt out, and this isn't how God wants us to operate. And it kind of leads into um, serving people and not God. Because yes. Person needs you. That person needs you, and you're ripping and running, trying to do all that you can, thinking you know it. You're 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 pleasing God, but really, are you just pleasing people? Mm -hmm. That is a testimony of mine, mm -hmm. where I would join any ministry that would allow me to join because I thought that you know I just needed a place. I just wanted to feel accepted. I just wanted to feel like I was doing the work of the Lord. I just yeah. wanted to please God. But it really took God taking that all away from us during COVID for me to realize, oh, you know, that's not what I needed. I didn't need to be running. 50,000 ministries and nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. Just give what God simply gives me and work on that and just spend the time with your family, teaching mm -hmm. your kids. Disciple Discipleship was the whole 
um, lesson this whole month. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. discipleship, discipleship with your friends, your yeah. family. And I feel like God took out the distractions to allow us to be disciples. That's good. You know, we're ripping and running and we're doing this for the church and doing that for the church. But did you ever leave the church and cry because you're just so lonely? Yeah. yeah. And you just feel like you just, can't, you just don't fit. And no matter what you do and what ministry you're in, you show up on Sunday morning, you show up on Tuesday night, you show up on Friday, and you leave home emptier than you yeah. ever been before. And you think, it's well, yeah, it's, and it becomes a job. And it, it doesn't become a ministry. And, and it doesn't become a heart. Job. Yeah, it doesn't become a heart where we're serving God. It becomes a heart where right. we're serving men. And you saying that um, just reminded me of where I was. And God had to literally pull me out of that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I never felt so freer to just be able to do something I love right. for God and mm-hmm. then do it with such a passion and not be rip- just drained right. trying yeah. to please all these people. It, it was even a time where um, when God said I was going to do this mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. And he was like, slow down, first of all, yeah. Yeah. you know, take your time with it and enjoy it and just you know constantly praying and leaning on him because mm-hmm. you know it's like taking your your steps with god and yeah. just letting him lead you and guide you and um just being happy that i can do it outside the four walls i'm not running yeah. to somewhere to try right. to face people right. but you know he literally had to tell me one day like it's not about people yeah. if i say do this do this you yeah know? i'm like but what about what this person thinks yeah, yeah. This person thinks yeah. i don't want to i just want it to work for everybody and it's like it might and it might not but you do what you're supposed to do yeah you know in spite of it it pleasing everybody yeah yeah you know and you know that was very hard for me for for a second mm-hmm. it was hard for me even back then when i was you know doing so many different ministries in the church so just a powerful thing that you said i wanted to it's funny because like I was because we were talking about this earlier how like you know I call my mom when we talked as you you were mentioning hey we're doing prayer meetings and I want you to do it with me and I was like I called my mom I was like she's trying to make me work mom <laughs> and she was like well what do you mean I was like she wants me to help with the prayer we were talking about Bible studies we were talking about all this stuff and I was like I was happy she's like were you though <laughs> I was like no I was good in my corner not no one knew I can do anything if I've done anything in ministry I was happy in my little corner and my mom was like but is that where God called you mm. and I was like you know what I'm gonna stop calling you yeah. um but it's that mentality of I I've burnt out before but recognizing God saying now Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what happened in this instance is God said now. now. Yeah. But of course, me in my mind, I have to recognize what my boundaries will be. I can't just say yes and do everything and then be like, but I'm tired. But recognizing I have to send boundaries because with service, with ministry, with, you know, anything that's God, anything, anything we do, anything we breathe life into, anything we touch is God's. Mm-hmm. So in that we have to recognize our abilities his abilities and where we can stop where we can keep going and where those boundaries exist to where we are not just thinking of others but also taking a step back to be like okay i know this is good for everybody but this isn't really good for me Mm -hmm. today and that's okay because i think sometimes we we're terrified of boundaries because control we either feel like we're giving too much control or not getting enough and then that's scary it's scary to say okay and then we feel guilty because you're like well should i have stopped that should i have done should i have said something you know should i keep forgiving and then it's like 
okay, God, what do you want me to do? And in everything, we have to go back to that. God, what do you want me to do? Complete dependency yeah. on God. Yeah, because in accepting grace, we're accepting we don't deserve, but we're also accepting a relationship. Mm -hmm. So with that, we have to honor him in every aspect of that, of spending our time with him, of saying, how should I handle this, God? How, how can I handle this to bring you glory? And that needs to be our question in every action we do. Is this bringing you glory or is it bringing me further from you? Mm -hmm. And in that, that's how our decisions should be made. Yeah. That's how we set the boundaries and we do all the things, how we raise our children. That's how we learn and grow. And I know boundaries is difficult when it comes to marriage too. You yeah. know, like um, for me, it, it was really difficult because the control issue as well. Um, my husband, if he wasn't doing something in a particular way I want him to do, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, the, the carnal prayer, God, change him, make him do right, <laughs> right you know? Right. And then I used to get upset because then God will always, you know, come to me right. and show me myself. And I'm like, that's not what I want to see. Mm -hmm. And um, just, but at the same time, you don't let someone walk all over you either. You don't yes. let someone just do, you know, whatever they want mm -hmm. to do. There are boundaries and there, there has to come a compromise and yeah. understanding so that we don't become complacent, you know, because it's so easy to fall into yeah. complacency when you're like, well, it's not for me to say. Yeah. I'll just sit back here. I'm going to let it happen. It's not, I'm not going to speak up on that. You yeah. know, God, there, there is, I was reading um, Ecclesiastic um, 3 1, where mm -hmm. it says, there's a time for everything. You know, yes. there's a time for peace, there's a time for war. You know, same with us being a Christian, there's a time for rest, but there's also a time when we go out and, you know, we speak up and we stand up and we fight, you know, and there's there's a season for many different things. And I think when it when it comes to that wisdom and knowing what season are you in, mm -hmm. you know, and determining what season you're in, you can kind of respond accordingly. You know, in my season, um, in my season of, of rest and peace, okay, don't take on too much, you know, but mm -hmm. am I in a season where I need to, you know, get out more and do more and, and glorify God more than what I've been doing? There's a time for that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. In Romans 10, 9 through 10 states that if you openly declare that Jesus is your Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be safe, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Say this prayer with me if you would like to dedicate your life to God. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, I know that there are things in my life that are wrong and displeasing to you. I acknowledge my sin and the wrong choices I have made. This day I choose to serve you from here on. Please clean all the sin out of my life. I believe in the redemptive work that Jesus did on the cross and that he is your son. I believe he was born in human form by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and that then rose from the death after three days. I want him to be my savior. I want to be born again and live connected to you forever. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks once again, listeners, for coming on to listen to the PWC prayer discussion on God's grace. We hope this message has blessed your hearts and opened your perspective of God's favor and kindness towards us in spite of our mistakes. Please share your testimony of God's grace on the Fort Bragg Prayer Connection Facebook page 
or if you're just in need of prayer, please reach out so we can lift your concerns up to the Lord. We love praise reports as well, and we want to know how God has blessed you. Until next time, family, may God's grace be with you.